Knights of Outer Ren, episode 8. It's me, Magnus, and him, Joshua. Hello there. Outred. Joshua Outred. That's my best. That's my best Obi Wan Kenobi impression. Yeah. Oh. Oh. Uh, I'm sorry. Do do that again. Hello there. Oh, hello there. Yes, hello. that's pretty good, actually. It's <laughs> pretty good. Uh, yeah. yeah, so this is uh, episode eight. Uh, we, we're going to see how quickly we can do this because we started a little bit late. And uh, I'm not saying whose fault it is, but it's not mine. It's not mine. It is yours. No, it is yours. <laughs> I wasn't going to say anything, but once you start saying it's not your fault, it is 100% your fault. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, our first discussion this week is going to be, does Empire Strikes Back suck? Uh, that's our first point of discussion. Uh, what do you think? Does the Empire Strikes Back suck? Yeah, I think it's the worst movie ever made. Right. No, I'm kidding. Of course all not. Time, right? All the time, right? Oh! Yeah, of all time. Of course it doesn't suck. Oh. It's... it's in, well, it's in my opinion, it's oh. the best Star Wars movie and one of the greatest movies of all time. Oh, as of yet. Well then, oh okay, because usually, like, I see this like on Reddit or I see this in forums, and they'll be like, "Does you know?" And they'll just come up with a movie. They'll be like, "Does it actually uh-huh. shock?" And then all of a sudden, you'll find like nine million people having this discussion, like, "Yo, well, yo, what? Actually, it does suck. Like, does the Force Awakens suck? Uh, yeah. yeah, actually, it does suck." And you're just like. As soon as you entertain I've the question, threads, yeah. mm-hmm. then all of a sudden it's a thing. Like all you have to do is make a video that says like, uh, it actually sucks. It's actually the worst movie. And then it ten just reasons. is. Ten reasons why it sucks. Yeah. Ten reasons why the Empire Strikes Back is the worst movie. And by the way, you could easily eat. And we've talked about this before. You could easily pick apart the Empire Strikes Back and mm-hmm. really begin to unravel that whole movie and i'm saying it's not even difficult like it will not take effort to find major problems with that movie but Mm -hmm. the thing is don't do it don't wreck a movie for yourself like to find uh, i I, I always bring up avatar when people say like it's like fern gully or something i'm like it is not like it's not even close but because you find one little element or, or Pocahontas. They'll say, be like, oh, it's just Pocahontas. And again, no, it's not. Just because something shares a similarity in uh-huh. an element, that doesn't make it that. And so but- they'll say, like, well, Empire Strikes Back is the most unique. It really isn't. Because uh, the reason they actually brought in Kasdan was the original uh, version of the script was so weird that they were yeah, like, no, was, no, no, no. Uh- Lee Brackett, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, Leigh Brackett, who uh, unfortunately passed away before she could... It was a great did, sci- yeah. sci-fi uh, writer. She unfortunately mm-hmm. passed away before she could write a second version of it. Mm-hmm. And uh, what's actually exciting is I think we're going to get like the really weird uh, movie in The Last Jedi that mm-hmm. maybe Leigh Brackett was going to be making with Empire Strikes Back. But again, it was, it was too weird... And too strange, and it was too different from A New Hope. So they brought in Kazan to basically say, like, uh, make it kind of more like A New Hope. And there are actually yeah. reviews of the movie where the, where the reviewers, you know, we've 
we've uh, kind of over time we've only we only know the reviews that came after 1980, but yeah. uh, there were reviews that actually bitched that the movie was too much like A New Hope. I'm serious mm. about that. Like you know, if you haven't read those, I'll have reviews, to go back and read. Yeah, I'm gonna have to go back and read. There's a couple of old reviews. You know, <clears throat> if you actually only take the original reviews of Empire Strikes Back, it was <laughs> worse reviewed than Revenge of the Sith. Wow. As a collective. So, yeah. Critics originally did not love The Empire Strikes Back. Only a few critics actually saw it for what it was. Yeah. Most of the critics were like, why didn't George Lucas direct this? this is, you know, it doesn't it doesn't feel as fresh and fun. And it's just a rehash of a new hope. Like, they, seriously, there are reviews out there. They call it a rehash. Wow. Wow. So, no. Empire Strikes but Back to, does to, not to, suck. To, to me, it's completely different. I don't... I, don't... I know. But there's, that's there's what a, happens. It's a natural e- evolution in the story, isn't there? And and the effects and everything. You know, it's it's it's. You see this progression in how things with each film got better. Yeah. Compared to what they were when they originally made it, and I think also the thing is with the original trilogy is George didn't really have a clue where he was going with it. You know, he knew it was going to be about this father son thing. Mm-hmm. Didn't he? He said about that. But you know, when you look at A New Hope, and then you look at the Empire, you know, Empire, it's it's they're so. There's so many things that if you really did look at it and you were going to be judgmental and you weren't just going to enjoy Star Wars for what it is and what it was, right. then if you're going to be a you know a film critic and you're going to sit there and go, well, that doesn't work against that and that made no sense because you know Leia, Luke, you know in the in Empire, yeah, and they turn up exactly, especially that whole thing, thing where they go, there is another that that is probably the biggest problem with the whole movie is mm. that he says there is another. And you Who's get the though? yeah, you get the scent. Well, he was supposed to be referencing someone entirely different, entirely different. Yeah, that yeah, yeah. The, uh, and we know that already from the making of you know. So, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, uh, you know, it's there's a, there's all this stuff that goes into it, and uh, but, yeah, it, but ultimately, it all it all works out. It all works out at the end of the trilogy. It ties up lovely. You put a nice little bow on it, and it all works. And yeah. they stand the test of time, which to me is the most important thing about films. I agree. That is the absolute most important thing. If I don't, if I watch a film and it's fucking great, and then you know, say in ten years' time, I just don't even bother to put it on again because I just have no interest in it. Then you know, it kind of hasn't really done its job for me. But I can't. I continue to go back. I continue to sit here and talk, to sit there and watch, and speculate and enjoy Star Wars for what it was. You know, before I was even born. So it works for me. It, it yeah. all works. You could you could pick anything apart and find problems with it. And the reason that people do this, you know, does Empire suck or does Avatar suck or does, you know, The Force Awakens suck? It's because those movies became so huge that yeah. the the kind of malignant personalities that feel the need to belittle anything that's popular have mm-hmm. to come out of the woodwork. And, you know, and I always call attention to that red letter media thing. It took them an entire fucking year to put that video out because they had to. They had to just. They had to spend enough time to pick it apart. It's so ridiculous. Two hour video to fucking pick apart something. That's you yeah. trying way too hard to convince people that the That's- best reviewed. Seriously, it's the best reviewed of all the Star Wars movies. Don't look at the fucking you know the re 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 reviews of the Empire Strikes Back, please. That's so fucking mm. bullshit. The fact that people are reviewing that movie, you know, 30 years later is ridiculous to me. Uh, I'm talking about initial reviews 
it is so much better reviewed than Empire Strikes Back, Return of the Jedi, or the or even mm-hmm. well, New Hope was well reviewed. It's actually it had the reverse, whereas it's gotten some negative reviews along the way. Um, and of course, but, all the changes that were made, you know, in the special editions and everything. Yeah, so and which I think is unfair. Yeah, I mean, it's not a different film to what it was, but it's got a lot of differences in it. But that yeah. was. I also think again, it's unfair George, that like they. You. I think it's unfair that they re-reviewed the Phantom Menace because a 3D version came out, and so it actually knocked the score below 60%, which knocked it from fresh to below fresh. It was actually at like 65%. Now it's like at 50 something percent, and now Attack of the Clones has a better because it wasn't released as a 3D officially, so it was never officially re-reviewed. I think that's so fucking unfair to well, you, uh, the Phantom Menace. You know Menace. what that is. You know what that is, don't you? That's that's people who enjoyed it the first time they went to watch it and reviewed it for what it was for how they felt and then over time they've they've heard the criticisms and they've started to go yeah i agree with you yeah 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 right actually yeah, yeah. right and they completely change their opinions so when they go back to re-watch it or re-review it they then yeah. give it negative opinions but because- i also think that reviews uh if you if you're ever going to have reviews critical uh reception taken seriously it's got to be an mm-hmm. in the moment thing you cannot have it shaped like I think there should be uh, a time frame where you can put out a review, and then after that, it is not counted by Rotten Tomatoes or Metacritic or any of these things. No, so no, no, if your yeah, review comes right. out within two weeks of the movie, fine. Yeah. If it comes out after that, fuck you, you are not counted. And I think that's yeah. how it should be. These fucking reviews of movies 50 years later is ridiculous, man. It should be about opinions, the moment. Opinions change. I mean, yeah. my opinions change all the time on films, all the time. I mean... I have my criticisms about The Force Awakens, but over time, actually, you know, being given that time to sit with it at home and watch it, I love it and value the film now more than I did, say, you know, six months ago. Mm-hmm. And but it doesn't mean I would go back and review it and say, no, I think this, because this is just, it's just unnecessary. What mattered was yeah. I enjoyed it. And I, and you I, know, and I think when out. you, I think that's part of the thing too, is like when the movie comes out, right? The, the This is actually a good criticism of the special editions, even though I think some of the most of the changes to the special editions make the movie better because they yeah. you know upgrade some of the uh, effects. I think that I think there's a very good argument for the special editions to say if you and you know there was this rumor this week about the original cut coming out, which I don't believe, but you know it came from making Star Wars, so I want to believe it, but. I have, there's several reasons we can talk about that if you want, but, um, you know, the problem here is that once you put out a special edition, you're saying like, oh, we got to redo. And I I feel like if you have a redo, you better not get rid of the original cuts because the original cuts are, and this is why, this is my argument for why critics, you know, who put out reviews long after, it shouldn't work that way is these are moments in time you don't get a redo you don't get to go back and fix it now you know lord of the rings or the hobbit technically got a redo because uh tolkien went back and fixed a problem with that book which was created because you know lord of the rings introduces this one ring of power in the hobbit it's just an invisibility ring so he went back years later over a decade later and changed it so oh, wow. know. yeah because the you know otherwise it was just a trinket it was just a trinket ring it wasn't that big of a deal he had to make it more mm. important so he actually lucas uh the one ring of power in the hobby wow. uh and so 
these things that, but I feel like if you then say, oh, the other version doesn't exist, I think it's important that if you make that change, if you've released it to the public, at that point, you, anything, any change you make after that is not as valid. That's how I look at it. I, yeah. I feel like if you have to, and this is, we're going to get into a word here, retcon. Uh, retcon does not mean what 99% of people think it means. And this is why it's so important that words mean things. And we live in a society now where people just, they, they just define things the way they want to. The word retcon comes from retroactive continuity. The word retroactive means after the fact. Continuity means continuation. After the fact, mm -hmm. continuation does not mean erasing of continuity. That would be delete con. Okay? Mm -hmm. Retcon means retroactive continuity means going back and tying something from the past that was written in the past to something that is set in the future that's all retcon means and somehow we've bastardized the meaning of that term yeah, to mean that's... delete con which is stupid think about that think about how dumb if you ask somebody what does retcon mean then they go oh it means um, get rid of continuity I'm like no but what, what does the term mean like where does it come from Retroactive continuity. Okay, what does the word retroactive mean? No, no, no. And they'll argue with you all fucking day. This is like, you know, this is like when Republicans argue with you about how Trump is right about everything. And you're like, uh, but nothing he says is true. And they're like, no, 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 this is how it fits. It's exactly the same thing with retcon and, and so many other definitions that people get. Yeah. Wrong. Don't understand. Uh, again, like you say, that's... that's. And I feel that way about no... when you re-review a movie or review a movie 50 years later or 30 years later... You have mm -hmm. cheapened the the kind of quid pro quo between critic and, or if you want to call it a quid, you know, you watch a movie and then you give a review, right? And if yeah. you have waited 30 years to hear what everyone else has to say, your review should not count. It's what I'd be... Oh, no, I'm because sorry. it becomes... It may become biased to one side, one exactly, opinion. Exactly, that's so, why. You know, and influenced by opinion as well, yeah. which is another thing. But And that's why, does but, Empire suck? Yeah, in 1980, a lot of people thought it sucked. Yeah, they did. A but lot of people I, did not like it. Those I was a kid, I remember talking about it when Return of the Jedi was coming out, and I had not seen Empire, there's a reason for it, but I had seen A New Hope, I had not seen Empire yet when Return of the Jedi was coming out. And I remember... That's why it, it's such an impression on me, the way people talked about Empire. Kids, I'm talking about kids now in school, did mm -hmm. not like Empire Strikes Back. They, th they thought that movie sucked. And why do you think that was? Why, why do you think well, that was? Well, because, well, just look at the way the movie ends. And, you know, and this is 1980. Like, we, mm. our heroes didn't lose in movies, so that's why, you know? But that was the, guess, in the moment, that's how people perceived it. So when Return of the Jedi came out, there, no one said, they're not a fucking kid. Like, people have reinvented their memories to fit with, you know, whatever they want to believe as an adult. No one was like, oh, Ewoks. No, what? We didn't give a shit. We didn't care that Ewoks well, were little teddy what, bears. That's what I mean. No, his, as a kid, when I first watched, and I watched first the unaltered, the original versions. My dad showed them to me on VHS. They were the first versions I watched. And... Return of the Jedi was always my favourite as a kid. You had the big space battle, you had the cuddly little bears, you had the walkers, you had the big fight, you had the great lightsaber duel at the end. It was always my favourite. You had Jabba's palace, all the creatures and everything. It was just, it always was my favourite as a kid. As I got older, that opinion changed because I start looking at the story, you know, the values of the story. And 
I think I just I prefer now I like the the mysticism of of Empire and the and the the scenes with Yoda and Luke sitting and talking and stuff like that. But as a kid, I wasn't interested in that really, to be honest with you. Yeah, and I think that's um, why the kids when I was I you think, know in 1983, that's why they were they said that Empire sucked because they didn't get it. It because, wasn't you know, really for them. As a kid, I would watch the snow battle. I'd watch the 8080s, you know, and then I would sort of either forward it or just maybe go and do something else. Pardon me, until until the end of the film when Vader and Luke fight, you know, and it's, yeah. it's weird because I guess as, as, you know, if you were four or five or six and you were watching Empire, you know, would they, there's a chance they're going to shut off halfway through that film because a lot of it is mm-hmm. Han, Leia, in a ship yeah a not cockpit. a lot is happening basically for no, a large period of the it's, movie it's and it, I think that's again why people perceive it as the darkest film because it's more there's less uh, you know big, big grander space battles and ships and, and also stuff it like is that. the darkest in that I think it's the darkest like actually darkest you know and I've, I've actually right. talked about this before it's filmed darker than all the other ones yeah Whereas aside I think, from uh, Hot at the start, you, yeah. you, the rest of the film. But is I set think, in a very, to yeah. me, Return of the Jedi is the darkest, like emotionally darkest of all the movies because throughout the entire movie, you feel like Luke is a, going to sacrifice himself. The whole movie is about him, like basically doing a thing he doesn't want to do. You know, and, his, and his I think that's much darker. Himself, so at the exactly. end, it's, it's yeah, it's it's a really dark know. movie when you think about it, and the fact that it, Vader is basically using his like Luke's just realized, you know, sister against it. It's it's a very dark, very dark themes. The whole teddy bears fighting against uh, the Empire, which is really about the little guy fighting against the big guy. You know, uh-huh, that's what uh-huh. that that whole thing is about. Is that if if you have enough courage, it doesn't matter what your size is. You know, size matters not, and that's yeah, and that's exactly. what yeah, yeah. Return of the Jedi is about. That so, and that's also why Return of the Jedi is my second favorite movie because I think there's a and, lot to it that's more than what people perceive. And, and Mark Wand, uh, Richard Mark Wand, who's the director, is very good with um, suspense, you know, and conveying a tone of I want to say desperation. Um, like yeah. in the third act of the film, you know, there's a lot of suspense in the throne room, isn't there? You know, it's it's very, what's going to happen? It's quite eerie. You know, you have got the emperor in his chair, and, and it's eerie. Right, and then right. you've got that yeah. moment. No, that's like, true. Yeah, I never really thought about that, but because we know that George shot a lot of that, uh, the you know, uh, the the battle stuff, he did a lot mm-hmm. of that himself. And Marquand was shot more of the dialogue stuff related uh-huh. to it so i'm sure and i i'm pretty confident that he shot the the throne room stuff uh, which obviously is i mean again that's my that's my favorite scene in the whole of star wars is yeah. uh you know when vader's stalking around the under the the broken platform that he's you know and luke's hiding behind it and you know that's my favorite scene i just love everything about it the dialogue the way it's delivered the way it's shot it's just the music, everything about that scene. Yeah. So, so you know. Yeah. But anyway, so the, those. Uh, I think to get back on the subject, does Empire suck? I mm-hmm. uh, at some point it did, and then it didn't, and it changed. And you can basically ask that question about every movie ever made, and you can create a whole thread about people 
like saying yeah that sucked now unless the movie didn't do that well like if a movie doesn't do that well i've seen mm. this like with uh, dread you know uh i've seen dread i think it's a really good like action movie i don't think it's great mm -hmm. But if you I haven't say seen it, that, so I, I won't comment. If you say that though in a thread about you know like people loving Dread because it didn't do well, you will get attacked. If that movie had made nine hundred million, people would be like, "Fuck that movie! It's not even as good as the Stallone version." I guarantee it. So anyway, all right. Um, speaking of uh, movies coming out, and uh, I think this is a nice transition now. Guess guess what's mm -hmm. coming out. Guess what's coming out? Han Solo! Oh, yes. Yep. The uh, Han Solo movie is coming out May in May of 2018. And uh, they also announced the new Chewie, which we already knew about. Uh, yeah, he done a little letter, didn't he, to the fans and said thank you and thank you to Peter Mayhew. Because he yeah. obviously... I mean, does that mean that he's officially fully taken over now? Does that mean... No, no, no. And I, I think people are reading that way too much into that. He's taking over in the Han Solo movie. And I think what you're seeing in the Han Solo movie is that all those actors are new, so they didn't want Peter Mayhew to play Chewie. And I think this is something that uh, Lucasfilm is doing. I think that this is actually why I wanted to talk about this more than anything else. Lucasfilm is setting up a future for these Star Wars stories. And I know that people have been talking a lot. I actually, I was thinking about even writing an article on my blog about this or on huh. anyone's blog. Uh, but uh, we'll talk about it here. I think that what Lucasfilm is doing, and the reason you're not going to see the Knights of the Old Republic movie anytime soon or TV show or anything like that, is Lucasfilm is playing the long game here. And the long game includes doing more than one Han Solo movie. Doing yeah. a Boba Fett movie. I know a lot of people are kind of upset hearing that. I'm not a huge fan of them even doing a Han Solo movie or a Boba Fett movie. But I think what you're going to see is you're going to see them do that. And then you're going to maybe see them do an Obi-Wan Kenobi movie uh, and all that. And the reason that they're sticking within the prequel era, I'm going to say, I'm going to call it the prequel era because, you know, that's what it is, right? That's what Han Solo is. It's all a prequel to the original trilogy, isn't it? Yeah. So, and I think that's why Rogue One was a prequel. Han Solo is going to be a prequel. The Boba Fett movie might be a prequel. Um, and then the Kenobi movie is going to be a prequel. And I think the reason they're doing that is because they have so much rich material to mine from that era, which is old George do, Lucas yeah. stuff. I think that it's possible that the deal they made with George, that Disney made with George, was that the first maybe three uh, standalone movies ha had to exist in a prequel era. And I now I have no evidence of this. This is a complete conjecture on my part. Uh -huh. But it would explain why they are going to be doing prequels and not any anything. If you've noticed, nothing has been touched. Nothing in the books or anything in the area between episode six and seven. They haven't written a book about it. They haven't done a comic book about it. They haven't done a video game about it. Nothing. The only thing that's uh, a little bit touched on was the Battle of Jakku, right? That's the yeah, only they got thing the, they they got the uh, Aftermath novels as well. Which right. Is the only thing that's even touched on it is there, but none of the novels are about that. The only segments of the story are about that. 
And I think that may be because they're allowed to set up anything that happens in episode 7 or touches on episode 7, but they're not touching anything else for now. So it's all setting up the sequel trilogy, but there's nothing in between. I think the reason they're doing that is they're going to do this prequel stuff, and then they're going to do stories in between episode 6 and 7. That's going to require recasting of every lead actor. Which is why you've got this. Uh, I don't want to butcher his name. You, you, the two, the two Junas Sotomo. I'm sure his name is like Yunus Sotomo or something Swatomo, like that. So. Yunus yeah. Sotomo. So you got him. You got Alden Aaron right now as 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 Han Solo. Donald Glover as. Yep, Donald Glover Lando. is Lando. So and we have no three. idea who the other, you know, actors are playing, and, but you know, there's a, there's that chance that they could they could eventually do a, a spin-off set 15 years after Return of the Jedi, and you can have Alden Ehrenreich come in as Han Solo, touch him up with a bit of makeup, make exactly. Him well, not even because you could do it in 10 years. So yeah, well, yeah, think about exactly, it. You yeah. could do that movie in 10 years and be like, okay, we already set up that that's who he is. You don't even have to do much with him. You know, he's going to be in his 30s by then. And you can not even set it 15 years after Return of the Jedi. You can set it almost exactly after Return of the Jedi. And so there are all these things that they could do. Because once you set up this cast as those characters, then you could set up another trilogy maybe of what yeah. happened between 6 and 7. And But you don't do it as a trilogy of a saga trilogy. That's why there's very confident or, or very sure too to mention the Skywalker saga. The Skywalker saga will always be related to the Skywalkers, the you know the Jedi and the Sith or whatever they're going to be calling it, the Bendu and uh-huh. the Knights of Ren, whatever they're going to you know whatever's coming. Uh, or the uh, something that I you know a theory that we could talk about about the Last Jedi, but. Uh, Whatever is coming, I think that they're going to focus on the Han Solo story, the Boba Fett story, and I think there's probably going to come at some point the Princess Leia story, which is why there's going to be a recasting. Obviously, it's going to have to happen, but there's going to be the Princess Leia story down the line, and that will be a very important story for them to tell because it will lead into a future story about Princess Leia and Han Solo yep. having yep. Kylo Ren. I think we're going to get that. I think uh, down the line, we're going to see that. And so there's going to be a recasting of all these characters. And that's be, how they'll I get I think it would be crazy not to do that, to be honest. I mean, yeah. these are the characters everyone knows and loves. I mean, I'm all for new stories for, with, you know, new characters. Um, introducing me to new lore, I'm all for it. But I think it'd be crazy yeah. to, to not go and tell that story about what happened between the original trilogy and the sequel trilogy. Now we're obviously going to get part of that in the last Jedi and episode nine. And it's all going to be connected to that history of what, what happened? Why are we where we are again? But to actually go in and tell the stories of other stuff going on in between would be be crazy not to do that. And I think that the reason that, uh, you know, a lot of us were expecting them to move the Han Solo movie to December. And I think the fact that they are, and maybe we'll find out in April that it has been, but for now... Well, yeah, because the press release said May, but on the Star Wars show, 
they just said December. So it's kind of still like, well, what is it really? You know, I, I'm, I'm going to wait until, yeah, like you say, to maybe celebration. And I'm sure in celebration... Yeah. So they said slated, so we'll see. We'll see if anything changes. Yeah, but if yeah. it's coming out in May of 2018, that's only five months after The Last Jedi, that means that they are planning two movies a year. There's no doubt about it. They're planning two movies a year. Uh, it may yeah. not happen right away, but it's going to happen by 2020. Yeah, it's going to happen at some point, yeah, of course, yeah. yeah. Uh, let's, uh, let's transition from that to... Our discussion about the Last Jedi teaser trailer expectation that we're, you know, like basically when we're expecting it. And then uh, you wanted to talk about uh, something else about the how we had reacted to Star Wars trailers in the past. Well, so let's first yeah. talk about the let's first talk about the, the Last Jedi teaser. Now, we're all expecting it to come in April uh, on yeah. that Friday, uh, which is what, April? What day is that? I want to uh, say 14th or 13th. Yeah, somewhere well, around 14th, there. Because a, a lot of people expected it to be Thursday. Uh, but yep. I've, uh, I, I'm under the impression that they're going to use Thursday. Well, they're doing, a big, do, they're doing that as a big 40th anniversary thing, aren't they? Well, I believe what they're going to actually do is they're going to do some big thing for first for Carrie Fisher. I think there's the first thing they're going to do they're going to do a 40 year yeah. anniversary thing and then they but they're going to focus it on Carrie Fisher. I think that's what Thursday I think initially they were going to do it where they were going to introduce the last Jedi and it was going to be like a whole thing and the the trailer was uh -huh. going to come out then. I think that's been changed and they're going to first pay homage to uh Carrie Fisher and yeah. Kenny Baker probably. And then they're going to do The Last Jedi on Friday. But in any event, um, there were some uh, quote-unquote leaks that the trailer was coming out sooner. It was actually this week was uh, talked about. And all these things about, like, we know that that's all bullshit now. And we expected it to be bullshit. We kind of said it was all lies and, you know, some 4chan yeah. leaks that were ridiculous. That And I don't that, think... That I, fucking douchebag on YouTube, ah. Oh yeah, Mike Zero, who's a complete yeah, fucking jackass. Mike Zero, like a shit. Zero, yeah, Mike Zero gets right. Yeah. Zero gets anything and it, right. And in fact, uh, you know, he's it's a joke, and I can't even believe that people fucking listen to this guy. Uh, and unfortunately, the Daily Express, the you know, the Daily Express, which is a, a tabloid in Britain, is only only tabloids and fucking blogs are quoting this guy. But the, here's the problem: is when you do that. You legitimize him to people who do not know the difference between, like, journalists and reporters. And if you're yeah. just reporting on shit, you it doesn't, like, oh, forget it. I You know what? This guy is such a fucking joke. Mike Zero is a fucking joke. And he's he's not even as, you know, people are comparing him to Super Shadow. At least Super Shadow is ridiculous. Uh, and no one could possibly believe him. This guy passes himself. And, by the way, he will say, him and his, his uh, supporters will say, no, no, no. He says that he's reporting on what he's reading. No, 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 no. You, you. <laughs> uh, but when we called him out initially, he was saying he had sources. He is full of shit. Okay, he has no sources. He's nobody, and it's really annoying that. Uh, you know what? I'm giving this guy too much time. Mike Zero is just a fucking full of shit. But anyway, we expect this uh, the Last Jedi teaser to come out that Friday. So expect mid-April. And it's probably going to be near two minutes, probably going to be about a minute and a half. Uh, expect to see Luke. 
expect to see Ray, expect to see all the main characters, and to definitely see some lightsabers ignited. Uh, I think that the expectation level for the Last yeah. Jedi teaser is nowhere near the Force Awakens, and and I know that people who saw the Force Awakens have seen uh, Rogue One and are like, "Oh, I'm more excited for the Last Jedi than I am for those two. No, you're not. Th- that's impossible. We're all nothing very... to be like the Force Awakens. Nothing. No, stop it, guys. Stop, stop saying dumb shit. Uh, there's no way because it's not ten years later. You just saw Rogue One. First of all, you saw the Force Awakens. Great movie. You saw Rogue One. Great movie. There's no way that your anticipation level could be anywhere near The Force Awakens or even Rogue One because you've gotten, you feel confident now. Like, there's no way you don't feel confident. You have Ryan Johnson making this movie. There's no way you already don't feel confident. You just saw two really good Star Wars movies back to back. There's no way you're not already fucking feeling confident. The reason that your anticipation levels were so high for those two movies... Is because we didn't know if they were going to pull it off. They pulled it off. Now your anticipation level is pretty much tempered because you already know it's going to be good. There's no way they can fuck this up. This is kind of like sitting around and they could fuck it up. But I'm saying this is like when uh, Age of Ultron was coming out. You cannot tell me that your anticipation level for Age of Ultron was higher than it was for Avengers. Because Avengers was so fu- like we were just like oh my god are they going to pull this off? Are they going to are they going to be able to do Avengers? Like how how can you put that many characters together and make it work? And then they showed us how that works. So when you go into Age of Ultron, I think the reason that people were so disappointed with Age of Ultron, I wasn't, but I understand why people were, is because they they had already built it up so much. I think it's the opposite. The, uh, going into the last Jedi, I think it's the opposite of uh, high anticipation. I think it's too much. Conf- I think people are actually too confident going in, and I, mm-hmm. that could create the backlash. So if the trailer isn't amazing, you know, if it doesn't give mm-hmm. you the chewy we're home moment, people are gonna be like, "Oh yeah, but it wasn't. It wasn't like the Force Awakens, you know." It yeah, that's what that's those, what I'm afraid comments, of. Yeah. Is that yeah, that you're gonna have people who are gonna be like that. Personally. I was not blown away by the Force Away any of the Force Awakens trailers until the uh, Japanese one. That was the first right, one right. that blew me away. So I, you know, none of the trailers actually, none of the Star Wars trailers except for the overseas one for the Force Awakens have really blown me away. So oh, really? that's, that's, yeah, it doesn't. It's never done that. It's never done that for me. And you know, you wanted to talk about uh, how we felt about the other trailers that you know like uh i the first one that i remember was return of the jedi i remember being really excited for the return of the jedi but the trailers were nothing like they are now i think the modern trailer which really was born with the phantom menace trailer the modern trailer is so good these days that you know trailers from the 80s were just lame and the Return yeah. of the Jedi trailer is kind of lame compared to... I don't remember the A New Hope trailer. I don't remember the Empire Strikes Back trailer. The trailers are such a big thing now, aren't they? They're such a milestone, aren't they? They really like, And artists. Yeah. The, the, the people who cut those trailers are artists. Like, yeah. they know how to... They are marketing professionals. And it used to just be cut by, you know, like, an editor. And now you have a professional who cuts it. Like... 
uh, Disney basically cuts all those trailers. The only people often think like, oh, Disney uh, has their fingers in Star Wars. No, no, no. What Disney really does is the marketing for Star Wars. Yeah, they are, yeah, yeah. and so the trailers that you see, uh, there is uh, there's a team at Disney that is doing. I mean, obviously the director cuts. Gives scenes, you know, and the editors and the director of the movie give yeah. scenes to Disney. And then Disney marketing takes that and they go, okay, this is what we like. This is the story, we'll you this know. Is the one, this is what we want people to see and be excited for. Yeah. Um, and they, they and like a scene. They like a, they like, and then they'll, you know, they'll say, is it okay if we use it like this? And they'll be like, yeah, 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 that's great. And, you know, there's this kind of like uh, symbiotic relationship between the trailer maker and the director. But in the grand scheme of things, you usually allow the marketer to handle that because they're the experts. You know, you trust them in the same way that you trust a director knows what he's doing. You know, the studio, if a studio gets too involved in, a, in the making of a movie, then often you see these directors get really moody because it's supposed to be the director's vision. Vision, that's, yeah. That's yeah. actually kind of what happened with Rogue One is that they, in many ways, took away uh, Edwards' vision, original vision, Which and is, made it actually, I'm just going to, just you saying that, uh, Florian from Jedi Bibliotech posted that Amazon's got a link for the making of Rogue One book to come out this year, which is really interesting because obviously we're not going to get, there's no director's commentary on the Blu-ray, which is expected. There wasn't for the first Force Awakens release that come later, but I'm not sure we're going to get a commentary because I think there's going to be stuff in there that's, wasn't no, no, no. They, no, they'll, they'll. Uh, I, I think the decision has been made that everything was Gara's decision. I think that's the decision that they've made as a collective. So not there's a to talk about for a Tony Gilroy to come on a later release at some point. There is going to be no talk about Tony Gilroy. I think. I think no one's going to. So, they silent partner. Yeah, and but the making of book. If they do it the way the previous ones have been done, and we understand why the Force Awakens one wasn't put out because it's got too yeah. many spoilers for the future because it's it, they didn't make it like they did the original trilogy. Uh, but Rogue One only has maybe one reference by that point. I wonder if they're going to delay it because of the Mustafar that's, thing. That's possible, yeah. Yeah, but then so again, we'll, that, we'll that see. Could be we'll see. Reference mildly, they might just skip past yeah. it. You know, because I'm under the impression that we're gonna see uh, Darth Vader's castle in Episode Eight and Nine. So uh, we'll see if that plays out. But in any event, the we were talking about the trailers. The the way that um, I I still feel like the Phantom Menace trailer is one of the best trailers ever made, and and it also sells you on a movie that isn't the phantom menace like it's more exciting yeah. than and i like the phantom menace but i yeah, feel like the yeah. the trailer is so much better that in out of context some of those scenes that don't work in the movie that well work really well right. in the trailer and whereas i feel like a lot of the scenes that work really well in the movie don't work for me in the force awakens when in, right. in the trailer when i watched the trailer i'm i was kind of like oh i don't that doesn't, or even Rogue One. Like uh, I complain, Johnny Grasso and I complain very much about some of the line deliveries in the Rogue One trailer. Oh uh, yeah, in the no, movie I, it wasn't I, a problem. I spoke about that as well. It's rigid and I don't know. It was awkward, wasn't yeah. it? Well, it's also because they use different cuts in the movie. They don't use those cuts 
And course, the, yeah. sometimes they don't even use those lines at all. And I think yeah. that that's all, you know, going back to it, I think that's when Tony Gilroy came in and they reshot so many of those scenes. And that was with Tony because they did the same thing for Godzilla. Uh, and there's mm. uh, there's some good, there's some really terrible scenes in Godzilla, really terrible acting scenes. And then there's some really good ones with the same actors. And we also know that Tony Gilroy came in on that. So I you know wonder I if, if he's his rescuer, if he's, he's his acting whisperer or something. Yeah, I don't want to, I don't want to, I, 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 I will continue and talk about the trailers in a sec. I just want to say that people defended the reshoots. We've spoken about this before. I think everybody's spoken about it on Twitter. Everybody's spoken about it everywhere. But there's so much evidence of the scale of it in the marketing. When you look at that first teaser compared to what we got and not even just the first teaser but the the, 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 the all of the the tv shots and all of the footage that was shot you can just see how much was shot and how much was just put to one side and you, you not only that it. but you actually if you see it, the star wars show the stuff that they've been showing the reason that they're still showing material that's not in the movie is because all that stuff uh pablo actually mentioned this this week all that stuff was done two years ago. And yeah, so yeah. they've just been sitting on it for all this time. So even the material that they're giving us, the background stuff now on the Star Wars show, yeah. it still has stuff that isn't in the movie because they did these spots years ago or over a year ago. And mm -hmm. it's still there because, you know, they like that. There is no way you can't argue that, oh, there's nothing to... These, these were just... They're not just rumors, okay? Even the trades no, covered this. It happened. And they're trying to sweep it under the rug now because they don't want to talk about it because... And, and it's not because Lucasfilm is like, oh, I, we don't want people to know that we, you know, reshot a bunch of stuff that there were problems. It's because they respect Edwards. And he's a very likable guy. And people who yeah, work at yeah. Lucasfilm will tell you he is one of the most well-liked people who's ever worked on a Star Wars movie over there. They are going to protect him because they like him. But there oh, was a problem that. on that, that movie. I don't want no demonizing or anything of someone. It's just, a, it was more a fact of, of the people who just who wanted to dismiss the original rumor reports about the reshoots. It's, it's kind of more... And, and they, they, yeah, but they, they want to do that them, because, you know? you know, it sounds better. Whatever. Listen, there are just people who don't want to believe the truth. We know we live in that world now. There are people who will say that the truth is fake and that fake, yeah. fake information is the truth. That's what they want to believe. They are so easily lied to. Are we, there are, are we suckers born every day. We're talking about that small-handed little prick claims to be president of America. Oh, oh my God. We're not getting political, are we? Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. So whatever, man. I mean, look, it is it is what it is. This is the world we live in now. Fake news is real news to some people, and real news is fake news because... Just look, just look what happened in Sweden last night. Just look. Yeah. Nothing happened in Sweden. No. Well, I was referencing the immigration reports, you know, the, the Fox News reports. Oh man, just shut up. <laughs> Seriously. He's not going to shut up. That's why people listen to him. Just, but the just, same thing is with Lucasfilm saying, guys, this is not a problem. Everything was fine. What? Yeah. We just reshot, you know, a, a, 
the report making Star Wars report 40%. I actually think that was conservative. But in any event, trailers. So, um, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so I want to say, uh, looking at it, the Phantom Menace trailer was my favorite. I think the Attack of the Clones, the breathing trailer is really well done. It's so well done that it's been copied over and over. Like people have done yeah, the Phantom yeah, Menace. I'm sorry, they've done the uh, Force Awakens and Rogue One trailers with the breathing. So they, so I think that. It was yeah, so well yeah, done, yeah, yeah. but I actually liked, there was a special, there was a secret trailer, and I think it may be on the DVD. There was a secret trailer that was only released on StarWars.com. It was never released, like, to the public, you know, like, on TV. Uh -huh. I think it was called the Mystery Trailer. I liked that one, too. I did not like the official Attack of the Clones trailer, but I remember the way we reacted to that breathing trailer. Like, the internet lost his fucking mind. Yeah, I can imagine. I mean... My my memory is is really skewed of all of the the trailers and the marketing because the Phantom Menace I don't remember the marketing I actually just remember having a packet of roast chicken Walker's crisps in year one at primary school when it had a picture of Ewan McGregor as Obi Wan with his blue lightsaber ignited and that is one of my earliest memories of Star Wars I'd watched the original trilogy but it was just kind of I didn't know much about it I just knew Star Wars and then I saw this picture and I was like well, new star wars and then my dad told me about it and he took me to see it i never actually saw the trailers until i got older i remember sitting in front of the tv one morning before i went to school and a tv spot on british morning tv was shown for attack of the clones and in it was the shot of when sam wessel walks towards Django fett for the first time and she's you know right. she's like i hit the ship but they use the decoy uh they use the decoy i think that's and the was, mystery trailer i could be wrong i feel be. like it might be the but mystery trailer for me i was a huge fan of boba fett it, you know i'd fallen in love with this character from empire strikes back and and i saw this this the back of Django fett overrated but, loser but in, in my in my sort of screwed memory he was wearing black wearing a, like a black armor and i I remember going to school that day and be like, Boba Fett's in Attack of the Clones, Boba Fett's in the new Star Wars movie, he's wearing black, you know, and I just remember being so excited about this and, and obviously that's not what happened. You but fool. You know, you so, fool. Oh, fool, you know, yeah. <laughs> it's one of those amazing little memories. It, yeah. It's wrong. But well, the I, actually, it's actually <laughs> funny you mentioned the way that you were kind of introduced to the, um, the prequels because... I actually was not following anything going on about the Star Wars prequels. I, like, I didn't read up anything. And I was in a movie theater watching. I forgot what movie it was. I was with a bunch of my friends who some of them are still uh, friends of mine now. And um, we saw this trailer and the thing comes up, you know, like the first ever, the first teaser for The Phantom Menace. And and I was like, and you hear this music and I was like, what are they, what are, is this? And I didn't even know that Star Wars was coming. So yeah. I was just like, what? And then, you know, the music plays and we're like, and we're all looking at each other like, what? There's a new Star yeah, Wars. That's yeah. how out of yeah. touch we were about Star Wars. So from the second that teaser came out, which is the year before the movie came out or whatever, it was like November of that year. Uh, uh -huh. From that point on, I was... I read up on everything. So, but I actually yeah, went into was... that movie unspoiled. So, that's the only Star Wars movie I've ever gone in since, you know, the original trilogy. So, the original trilogy and the Phantom Menace, I didn't know that Qui-Gon was going to die. You know, I didn't 
get the uh, soundtrack beforehand, so I didn't know about uh-huh. QuietCon's end. Or, yeah, I didn't know about any of that stuff going in. That's brilliant, and it quite so it's the perfect. last. It is the last movie, the last Star Wars movie that I've gone in without knowing everything because Attack of the Clones. I read up on every or mo- not every, but I read up on a lot of uh, leaks and things like that. And yeah. I, and Attack of the Clones had a lot of leaks. A lot of them were wrong. And then, of course, Revenge of the Sith, the basic plot of that movie leaked like two years before the movie came out. So, I wasn't following spoilers or anything, but again, Revenge of the Sith, again, it's weird. The memories I have of both the Attack of the Clones, it was either a TV spot or a, or a teaser, and the Revenge of the Sith trailer were both from the same TV program that I used to watch, or my mum used to watch in the mornings when I was getting ready for school. And I remember the trailer with Darth Vader, where you see him coming up on the, uh, on the, on the. Oh yeah, 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 with his hands. You know up, when yeah. he's rising up, and and I remember it just hearing the Emperor say, uh, "Darth Vader saying, rise," you know, and then he comes up, and I remember going to school that day. I can still hear it. I know that trailer like I've watched that trailer like a million fucking times. Lord Vader, yeah, yes, Lord Vader, rise. It's so amazing. I remember going to school. My friends are going, did you see it? And they're like, no. And I was like, Darth Vader's in it. Darth Vader. You know, he gets burned. He gets burned. Because my dad used to tell me stories about why Darth Vader looked like he did. He got burned. Because obviously my dad had probably read the making of books or something. I didn't know about these things. Again, I was I was just too young to, to read these making of books. I used to get the cross sections and look at the inside of the ships and stuff. That was what I don't I even think was. that that's where we got it from. I think it was from an interview with Lucas like in the 80s where he I actually have... talked about it. So I think that's where that comes from. So we knew about I... it because of that. Yeah, and I, and again, when The Phantom Menace came out, I'd literally only just seen the original trilogy. So I didn't... And I, I was five, six, so I, I, I really wasn't that aware of what was going on wasn't aware of yeah. story and stuff and i remember my dad saying to me when we were watching the phantom menace that's the emperor you know when sidious sidious is in his hologram and i was like oh, and I that revelation why did he spoil it. that for you man. yeah i know because I, I watched that with my cousins who had never seen star wars they watched the prequels yeah. first and they had no idea and that it was so interesting to watch them yeah watch yeah. the phantom because by then all the movies had come out I'm sorry, uh, not all the movies. Uh, they started watching it in 2004. So right. they watched it in 2004. So it was right before Revenge of the Sith came out. And they were just like, they had no idea. So when uh, we ended up watching the original trilogy while we were waiting for uh, Revenge of the Sith to come out, and that's when they kind of put it together. They were like, wait. Is he? Like what? Palpatine? Yeah. Wait, what? And that's when. So they had no idea. Like they thought that Palpatine was a good guy. Yeah, and that's and I, you know, we're talking about this now, and it really it, it's making me smile because I just remembered my early my earliest Star Wars memories and how I perceived Star Wars then to how I perceive it now, and it's just, you know, we're in a really magical time for Star Wars right now, you know. We are so lucky to be able to have the content we've got and the quality it comes out on now, Blu-ray and, and, and everything. But those moments of really not quite understanding it, but knowing it. And they're some of the most amazing memories I have of Star Wars is, you know, like the Revenge of Sith trailer, like we just spoke about then, that and, and finding out that Palpatine, Palpatine, you know, putting the two and two together and you've got Darth Sidious as, as the Emperor. So it's... it's Oh, it's so incredible. And uh, again, The Force Awakens, the first 
teaser that dropped where Finn pops up in the, you know, in the desert. That was very, for me, was like, wow, it's really happening. Yeah. The second from celebration was I was I was sat in exactly the same place I'm sat in now, and I watched the panel and I really enjoyed the panel and I was really excited. And then the, the teaser come on, and I sat there and I watched it with my headphones and I was watching on the computer and I was like, uh, is this really happening? This is Star Wars. It's coming back, you know. And then it's when Luke started talking, you know, and I said about this on Twitter the other day and I was just like, and I could feel myself welling up because it was the music and then it showed Vader's burnt mask and it was almost like a trip back in time, you know, it was all coming back. Everything was coming back that we, I'd known. And it was like, it's, it's happening, not just to these characters, but to us too. You know, we are, we are all going back in time and in this new era and then, you know the music and then just everything about that that second teaser when it cuts to the the tie fighter escape which is actually one of my favorite scenes from the force awakens and it's the music and it's you know the tie fighter blasters and then just everything and i was by the end of the trailer and then chewy we're home i was just in bits i was in bits and no movie trailer has ever done that to me before ever and and not even the last force awakens trailer did it the the last one well, I know no, a lot no. of people feel like you do. I, I think a lot of people. I've heard a lot of people talk about that uh, that celebration trailer as like their favorite. Uh, and and you know, I actually did a podcast about it with my friend Vlad afterwards, and we talked about uh-huh. it then. And you know, I'm not. I am not. Um, I'm not that enamored with it. And I I don't I don't even like the line in the movie uh, Chewie We're Home. I know I think it's it's almost meta, and I. You know what? I'm not a fan of it, but um, I I love the I think the most effective thing in the first teaser was Snoke talking and yes, 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 and then great, yeah. uh, the and uh, Kylo Ren igniting his lightsaber. I think that's the most effective thing in the entire trailer. That that bit where he ignites his lightsaber is is brilliant. I love that. But bit. the thing that really got me and I probably mentioned this on that podcast was when you see what i was looking for was you know i could see what jj was going to do the way he was shooting the movie and obviously i had an idea because i had watched all his movies you'd seen his other movies yeah 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 so i had an idea but i just needed to see it in star wars so when i saw that teaser and i said it on that on a podcast we did immediately after that teaser came out i said uh I'm not a fan. I don't love the teaser, but the way it looks, I am 100% confident now. I know exactly what he's going to do. And to me, when we see what Ryan Johnson is doing, because we have no fucking clue what Ryan Johnson is going to do with his movie. That's the thing. Yeah, that's what I'm most excited for. Like, of course, you know, seeing if if Luke's in it and there's a lightsaber ignited, amazing. That'll be a great moment. But I'm really excited just to see how he's shot it and you will get a glimpse of that in obviously the teaser and i'm really interested to see how if we see any you know like at the end of the teaser the falcon doing that like swoop and coming back down and then the tie fighters rushing yeah i don't think you're gonna see anything like that but i think what you're going to see is uh you and i have talked about this uh off the podcast but i think what you're gonna see if you want to look into a, what I think the teaser is going to be, 
and this is not based on any inside information or anything like that. It's just based on what I think we're going to see. I think look to the Doctor Strange te uh, first teaser. I right, think okay. that's what we're, I think we're going to get something. I think they want to set. I think they want us to know exactly um, what the movie's going to be. But I think they're also going to touch on like familiar things, you know. They don't want to scare us. Is no, of I course, think what they're yeah, going to no. do. So I think you're going to see like, like familiar like beats, but I think you're going to see a couple of weird things that we never seen before. I would and like I think, that. I, would like I think that a lot, lot of the fake. I think a lot of the fake trailer stuff that you've seen, like where people are talking about, like, oh, here's a description of what the trailer is going to be. All of them are way too generic. And I think what uh, you're actually going to see it was the same, wasn't it, with the Force Awakens? The the first rumors that were coming out on the on the on the Reddit and stuff, they were just far too generic and far too. Yeah, they don't understand how real, you know? you're going to market it too. It's not you're not going to market it to fans who already are going to see it. You're marketing no. it to yeah. people who are maybe going to be on the fence too. So you want it to be, you want to say to somebody like, hey. Uh, if you didn't, I think this is what they're going to do. If you love The Force Awakens, you're going to love this movie. If you didn't love The Force Awakens, you're going to find this movie really intriguing. And I think that's what, so I think they want to not just hit all the beats that you've seen before. I think they're going to hit a few beats you've never seen before. I think that's what, so that immediately you know this is not uh, The Force Awakens. This is not Rogue One. This yeah. is... In fact, this is the opposite of Rogue One. This is uh, Jedi. This is Jedi. Yeah. This is a full Forcey, fucking force. force. Yeah. All force all the time, I think. Uh, and I, I'm, I'm really interested to see what they're going to do just mm -hmm. because of that. But I cannot wait to see the way this movie has been shot. That's what we're going to find yeah. out. And how many like weird noir fucking shots are we yeah, going to get? Yeah, those movie? references I'm really looking forward to. Yeah, yeah. Because I think we're going to uh, get some. I think we're definitely going to get some because there is every thing that he has shot. Okay, we have three examples. We have Looper. I mean, we have Brick. We have Looper, and we have uh, one episode. Brothers and the Brothers Bloom as well. He oh, directed. the brother. Oh, okay, the, but the I, two I, Con brothers. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, and the Breaking look, Bad, of course, yeah, yeah, yeah that, and the Breaking Bad. There are noir shots in though. I'm talking about the three. I haven't seen the other. Uh, there are noir shots in everything that he's done. Mm -hmm. So you know there are gonna be some in the Last Jedi. I can't imagine there won't be. There'll be something All weird. Right. And I want to yeah. see how he shoots it. If he does a lot of low camera angles, if he does something like that, we're going to see it in the teaser. Um, he, so, he, we'll someone see. asked him on Twitter um, if he had sh used any, I don't, I'm going to butcher this name now, split diopter shots. Right, and right. I was like, what's a split diopter? So I went on Google and I had to look at some, some references of what that shot is. And it's where the, your, your perspective is forced. So it's like half of the shot, is a clean of the background. It's a clean shot of the background, and the other half is a clean shot of the of what's in front of your face. It's like forced yeah. perspective. Yeah. And 
he said yes that's one yeah and i was I like mean, and that's wow. exactly how like, he shoots that's exactly how he shoots and that's what yeah. i am so intrigued and i can see him using that with kylo ren a lot yeah and something uh, in the background and yeah and I, oh that would be yeah ooh. it's a very eerie way to shoot too Mm-hmm. And it's a it would be a great way to shoot some force stuff and you yes. know uh, we already know that we're gonna get some well at least we suspect that we're gonna get some sort of uh, force back type stuff like what they did with yeah. the Force Awakens but more of it and I think it's safe to say that we're gonna maybe even get a lot of it so it would be interesting now I I actually I was watching the Jedi Council this week and they mentioned that uh, Ryan Johnson has said that. You know, there's a lot of flashbacks, and I can't find a single place where that's said. So I don't know uh, where they came up with that. No, I don't think he's ever said that, as far no, as I can remember. Was no. it them who come up with that? Was it them who said that? No, they said that someone said it, but I think maybe they're watching <laughs> Mike Zero or something. Uh, no, I'm not saying that that's. Yeah. I'm not saying that that's incorrect. I'm just saying it's not been said anywhere. No, so no. I think that. But I don't think that that's uh, an incorrect way of looking at it. I think that that is very likely in the story. I think we're going to see flashbacks. But I I yeah. think that we're not going to see flashbacks as much as we're going to see forcebacks. I think that's yeah. much more likely. And I think it will be interesting if we see some force futures and or for, force forwards, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, uh, yeah. We might see a bunch of things like that. And I do think that we're going to see uh some new things with the force and it'll be interesting to see if we see that in the trailer but we'll see yeah. i mean we're listen we're less than two months now away from it yeah it's, it's gonna get real exciting soon guys it's gonna get it so is. exciting and we're gonna i can't i can't like express to you really my <laughs> visual expectation like because for me to say like, oh, I want this trailer to be this, that's not, it is not what I'm looking for. Just like with The Force Awakens and just like with Rogue One, I wanted to see how they were going to shoot it. That's why I, even though I didn't love the Rogue One trailers, I was like, at least it's going to look good. And I knew yeah, that, yeah, you know, yeah. he had a great cinematographer and there's a great cinematographer on The Last Jedi. So I'm, you know what, yep. I'm confident that I'm gonna like the movie, and I just want to see how he shot it. That's that's really it. That's my great yeah, anticipation. Of we this. need that first look, don't we? We need that first look to go. Well, yeah, this movie's gonna look great. You know, even though you know it's gonna look great, it's I want to see those colors. I want to see what he's how he shot it. You know, I just ah, oh, it's not long now. All right, uh, let's talk one more thing, and that's only because the Oscars are tomorrow. Woo! Have you seen any of the Oscar uh, nominated uh, movies? Have uh, you seen I have any of them? Not, no. You haven't seen any of them? Which ones have been nominated? I know La La Land. Moonlight's another one that's nominated. Yeah, isn't it? Moonlight, uh, La La Land. No, I've not uh, seen them too. Wow. Uh, and no, a bunch I've of other movies. Uh, but uh, uh, what do you call it? Uh, Hidden Figures has been nominated. Uh, oh, my. My trips to the cinema were very few and far between. To towards well, the end of I'll last tell year, you, I'll tell you. I think La La Land is going to win almost everything. And personally, I've seen a lot of talk about it. Yeah, I think Moonlight should win, and I think that's the far more powerful movie. And I'm really think, looking forward to seeing that one. Actually, I've heard, I've read a few reviews about yeah. it, and enough. You know, the know, end scene. About it. The end scene in that movie still has stayed with me since I saw it. I saw it a long time ago. 
right. and I still think about that because it's so effective and uh, and it's such a slow burn type of movie and it's really mm-hmm. beautifully shot. It's another one of those movies is gorgeous. Like it's so well shot. Like cinematographers, right. all these young cinematographers are fucking oh. brilliant. Yeah. And um, and but and Arrival, that's probably my favorite movie of the year. Arrival, yeah, but I don't haven't think seen that, one. which is really, I'm really annoyed. I haven't seen that one yet. But I think and that, that and that's the the then. cinematographer of that is shooting Han Solo, so that's a really yeah. good reason yeah. to see how beautifully shot that movie yeah. is. Yeah. And uh, but I think La La Land is going to win everything. I think Moonlight should. And my favorite movie of the year that's not nominated was Patterson, which has Kylo Ren in it. Uh, it's the bus driver, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's that such a movie. it's such a sweet movie, man. Nothing yeah, really happens in it, and it's just a movie about a guy who loves his life and loves his wife. That's it. That's the movie, and he he writes poetry. Sometimes you just need movies like that, don't you? Yeah. And there's Sometimes. there's there's actually two moments in the movie that are like where you're like, oh my god, they're playing this for like like there's a dramatic moment, and it's not what you think is gonna be. Like both dramatic moments. In the movie, you think uh-huh. it's going to be like, oh, shit, this is when it go, And it doesn't. It, nothing happens. Like, and <laughs> I love that about the movie is that. And then, and I've had I've uh, read someone say, oh, there's a couple of really convenient moments, like where he runs into two people who share his common interest. And I'm like, right. yeah, it's because that happens in life. Like sometimes you run across somebody and you're like, you're surprised that they're into what you're yeah. into. Yeah, and you end up having a conversation about it. You're really, I think, really excited about. You pretty much just figured out what happens because that's exactly yeah, what happens. Yeah, they're both really excited about that. They like the that same thing. thing and, yeah, it's yeah, just a yeah, weird yeah. kind of coincidence that you run into and another I, poet. You know. Yeah, and I read a couple of interviews with Adam Driver about uh, Patterson, and he'd said he actually learned to drive a bus for the film, and he'd been out and and, and learned to drive a bus yeah. and. I thought that was brilliant. It's He's a beautiful actually, movie, man. Go watch it. I, it's I, second you can. Yeah, I'm going to prioritize that one. Yeah, yeah. And but I think the... other the... ones I seen, I will go back and watch them. And then when I've watched them, we'll do a discussion on them. I think that'll be good. Good, Because good. I think we should. And But I, I do think La La Land... And I, I, listen, I, I love La La Land. And I think the ending is one of the most romantic movies I've, I've seen in a long time. Like, it's... Mm-hmm. It is the definition of romance is the end of right. that movie. If you when you see that movie, people think like romance is like, oh, flowers and love. No, 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 no. Watch La La Land. The end of that movie is the purest definition of quote romance unquote. And right. once right. you've seen that movie and you go, well, you know, what does he mean? That's not romance. No, that's because you don't understand what romance is. This is why it's important to know the meaning of words. Okay? <laughs> to understand the meaning of fucking words and know that retcon means retroactive continuity. It doesn't mean delete continuity, you dumb fucks. I hate all of you who use retcon constantly to mean the wrong fucking thing. Sorry. Sorry. I went on, I went on a rant. And uh, I think that's it. I think that's the end of our discussion. Yeah, because we were gonna do emails, but we I have run out of time. I can't do emails today. Next we'll time. do emails next, next time. time. Yeah, and write write yeah, to us, yeah. uh, nightsofouterren at gmail dot com. Um, yeah, right. Write to us if you want us to answer something uh, next time. Next time we'll Discuss talk. Or maybe we'll anything, just do view yeah. listener uh, viewer listener emails next time. Maybe that's what we'll do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Unless and, something uh, big has happened, you know, we never. Yeah, know if something, something huge has happened, you know. Yeah. <laughs> 
Maybe Mike, might Mike Zero will leak the Last Jedi trailer. Uh, how many how many fake scripts has Mike Zero read now that he said he got from an insider? Uh, they're not fake, man. They're alternative scripts. Oh, I apologize. Alternative fact scripts. I apologize. Yeah, the alternative fact scripts. Yeah, Fox were, News will fake. soon be uh, putting yeah. that out there. Yeah, I understand. They, they came from Sweden, I think. Sweden, yeah, because there's right. lots of bad fucking bad hombres. Stuff happened in there last night. Lots man. of bad, bad hombres leaking scripts yeah. from Sweden. Yeah, I'm gonna, we're gonna send the military down there, man. Sort out those <laughs> bad hombres. <laughs> All right, man. Uh, that's it. Podcast over, that's motherfuckers. It. Talk to you later, Bye-bye. Josh. Bye, love See you. Bye-bye. Love you. Bye. <laughs>